Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside me, Jared Kimber. For today, uh, but not days at two and three for reasons that, that you will understand very shortly. Uh, we'll be looking back at all the big moments, the stories, the balls, the shots, uh, and even hearing a bit of anodyne press conference moment magic as well. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. Well, by now, you undoubtedly know that day one belonged to England. It didn't look like it was going to at the start. Joffre Archer ruled out of the test match uh, for a uh, much-publicised indiscretion. We'll be talking a little bit about that. Delayed start again. England crawling to lunch, 29 for one. Wickets either side of the lunch break. Rory Burns falling to Roston Chase again. Zach Crawley going first ball. And when Joe Root was out, well, it looked like England were... uh, one wicket away from a collapse, 81 for three at that stage. But then up steps at Dominic Sibley, 86 not out at close. Ben Stokes at 59 not out at close. It wasn't a day that set the pulse racing, but England are back in a position where they can look to day two to score big first innings and put the pressure back on the West Indies. Story of the day. Well, Jared, no doubt really what story of the day is. It uh, occurred uh, at the start of the day and news that Joffrey Archer ruled out of this test match. Um, and then, of course, all the ensuing soap opera surrounding that. But, you know, I was I was really trying hard to be sympathetic to what occurred um, with what he did. But it's a little bit difficult because, you know, they were... Not only was uh, were the uh, the management in and around the team quite clear, you know, verbally and and written down, it's very difficult to see what justification he could possibly have for uh, visiting his house for an hour uh, when it was expressly explained to all the players that that just wasn't on. Yeah, I mean, I can think of a couple of reasons why he might have visited his house for an hour. Um, he might have missed his dog. 
for instance. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, I've been kicked out of Twitter. I've been hacked on Twitter, so I can't go in. But I'm assuming Twitter had a lot of fun with this today. And it's one of those stories where it's really, the, the, you know, the person who's done it is the one who's uh, uh, missed out the most, especially having a look at those bowling conditions. I think you would have, <laughs> I think you might enjoy bowling in this test, having a look at this wicket and uh, the way the ball swung all day. But yeah, it's silly. I made a video uh, a couple of months back about uh, why it was so hard to bring cricket back. And one of the things I said was, I don't trust the players or the press or anyone not to do stuff like this. And uh, sadly, they've been vindicated. And, you know, it's, uh, it's such a stupid thing to do when you are being tracked as well. Like, he, I don't know what he thought he was going to get away with. But, you know, he certainly learned a fairly strong lesson, I would say. Well, yeah, absolutely, because uh, no, uh, you know, it wasn't just the case that he missed his test match. He's been forced to watch this test match as well because it's playing outside of his room that he's going to be in isolation for five days. You know, I've seen some pretty boring days cricket, and, and that was really up there today. I'm, I'm not sure uh, uh, whether you've felt my frustration watching um, Sibley and Stokes bat today. Yes, there was swing all day. I don't think West Indies made the most of the conditions. They were, we could talk about Shannon Gabriel <laughs> because that on another day would have been the story of the day. Uh, but that was, that was pretty bleak viewing at times. Yeah. I mean, look, both teams came up with tactics, didn't they? Essentially for those two batsmen, Sibley and Stokes, they were going to bowl wide outside our stump and that was their plan no matter what. And uh, they went with it. I think they, they had an idea of bowling at Sibley's body and he took one on the ribs and they thought, well, if he's not going to bite at this, there's no point trying that. And with Stokes, I think Stokes' career, I think it might be his career, um, strike rate against Holder is something like 12. Um, you know, Holder bowls beautifully to him and Stokes is not going to play a shot. Uh, there was, uh, I didn't look at the final numbers, but I think there's about 145 leaves uh, today off the seam bowlers alone. Uh, and in the last test, uh, West Indies had 210 off their combined innings. So in less than a full day's play, they've had 140 leaves. It suggests to me they probably bowled a little bit too wide, but they they expected eventually England to make a mistake. England, to their credit, didn't make that mistake. And sometimes that, that's how these things go. I just think West Indies are better when they attack off stump a little bit more. Even if they had this other tactic, I think they should have reeled it in. Having said all of that, the two wickets they got were Joe Root uh, chasing a wide one and Sibley should have been out chasing a wide one as well. So could have been a different day if they'd taken both those chances. The fact that England batted so slowly, though, a new ball due tomorrow morning, day two. West Indies, couple of early wickets. They're absolutely back in this match. Yeah, the, the way that West Indies currently play allows them to stay in games a little bit longer because they keep that pressure on and keep that pressure on. Teams aren't getting away from them. I mean, Holder and Roach are really hard to score off. Alzari, Gabriel are a little bit different. Roston Chase is, and we, we can talk about him later because what an incredible figure he continues to be. But because he's tall, he's actually hard to get on top of again. So they've got a great bowling attack when it comes to just keeping you in. And I, I spent all day going, you know, uh, it will take three quick wickets here and everything could uh, fall apart for England. And I still kind of feel the same thing, especially with the new ball. I mean, right at the end, was it last ball, Jason Holder beat Ben Stokes again. It's still, it's, a, it's, a, it's tough conditions to bat him. Moment of the day. Moment of the day for me was, well, compare and contrast, okay? So it's the second over of the day and um, England are batting. Rory Burns has just played out 
a maiden, and it's Dominic Sibley's first ball of the innings. In the first test, Shannon Gabriel takes the ball and he bowls Dominic Sibley, I think first ball, or certainly in that over. Today, in the second test, Shannon Gabriel again takes the ball. He aborts his run-up for a delivery, what would have been delivery one. What turns out to be his first delivery of the match, he should have actually aborted his run-up because he clearly was thinking about it and just went through with the delivery. And then it was the most... Well, it's that horrible feeling. It's a bit like watching Simon Kerrigan at the Oval a few years back. We've seen cases um, of bowlers having the yips. I didn't really think that he had the yips, but it was in that territory. Um, And that really set the tempo for Shannon Gabriel's day. Yeah. It's not the first time I've seen Shannon Gabriel do something like this. He loses his run-up quite regularly. Ian Bishop talked about him being, he basically was a professional cricketer before he understood how to run incorrectly. Uh, you know, he's, I, we've talked about this a lot, but he's too big to bowl. You know, a bit like Ryan Harris was before him. There are some guys who are just the wrong body shape to, to be test match bowlers. And Gabriel is one of those. And he's one of those players that seemingly if one thing goes wrong, everything goes wrong. And it was, it was an incredible uh, first over. Sadly, not the first time I've ever seen Shannon Gabriel do it. And it probably won't be the last. I've got a question for you. So this is moment of the day, right? Is a hat trick a moment? So it's a, collection. Say, it's, it's a collection of moments. Yeah, I understand it is definitely a collection of moments. But say there's a hat trick um, in this series and we do moment of the day. That hat trick would fall under the banner of moment of the day, wouldn't it? The hat trick ball is the moment of the day. So, yes. Yeah, there but it's go. only a hat-trick ball because of what's preceded it, right? But so every, the hat-trick is the moment. moment. John, every moment is only because of what preceded it or that's what not comes co- after. That's, that's what not, life is, John. No, if you don't understand life... <laughs> I don't. I, I certainly had enough time to ponder life today. <laughs> My moment of the day occurred 40 minutes a, a, apart from each other with that wicket just before lunch <laughs> and then... Like Rory Burns again. What Chase has got over him, I don't know. And then Zach Crawley just had must have had a brain brain melt or a brain fade. Um, a wicket straight after lunch as well. At that point, it looked like we had another English, a typical English batting performance. Um, but actually, it didn't turn out that way. But it does give you an excuse to talk about Roston Chase. He's an incredible bowler because I've seen him take wickets so many times. And yet his record suggests that he never takes wickets any time when I'm not watching him. <laughs> I mean, essentially at this stage, and it's not, not just uh, against England. I think I saw his five for, was it in Sri Lanka or Pakistan? I think it was Sri Lanka. I think I saw that live as well. He's only taken a handful of wickets. He's not taken that many more wickets than you or I have in first-class cricket. And yet every time he's in front of me, he takes wickets. You have got to give him credit. He's very good at thinking. He thinks like a batsman. It reminds me of Stuart Broad's another one like that. They always bowl in a way that they think will be the worst thing for the batsman because they understand batting a little bit because they grew up as batsmen. Obviously, with Roston, he went on to be very good at batting. Not so much for Broadie. But players like that can be quite difficult. But all credit to him. I mean, as you said, I I think you might have mentioned last week, Rory Burns' ability to go out in odd ways, uh, against odd bowlers at odd times, is it's unparalleled. Crawley, very quickly, lots of talk about, oh, isn't it great they're going with the young guy and all this sort of stuff. I mean, Zach Crawley still averages, what, about 33? 
he's got incredible amount of talent. If you're throwing a young guy who's 33, who's never made consistent runs at first class level into test match, and you're batting him at number three against a bowling attack of this uh, caliber, he's going to fail a lot. I'm sorry. He just is. And had he batted for a long period of time today, he would have struggled because the ball was swinging all day. Ridiculous moment. Any other moments from today? No, I think we've got all the moments. Shot of the day. My shot of the day came after 27.5 overs of a thrilling day. And Dominic Sibley slashed at uh, a delivery from Gabriel. It was his first boundary of the innings, and it was from his 91st ball. Yeah, and I mean, name almost. I can probably remember most of his leaves today. There was so there was so much going on at time. I think my favourite shot of the day is technically not a shot, uh, but when uh, Gabriel decided to bowl with the leg slip, and he just went, "I'm going to take this one on the ribs." And I hit him on the ribs. And at that stage, a fully fit Gabriel would have collapsed his um, chest cavity in. Had, had he been feeling good, Gabriel, he would have just kept going and going on that. Um, but instead, he just went, oh, if he's not going to play a shot, I think, I, I think I'll give this one up. Uh, it was a remarkable non-shot. Uh, I think I, I had a look. Uh, England actually scored at half a run and over against Leeds today, which, can, which means that they actually, because of Dowrich uh, missing a few balls, <laughs> And because of the odd leave off the face of the bat, they actually scored at a pretty good clip against Leaves, John. They were, oh, you like this? I, I got obsessed for a while there. There was a period where early in his innings, every time, Joe Denley would leave a ball off the face of the bat through Slips Gordon. And if you look at Crick Info, it always says most productive shot. And Joe Denley's would always be leave. I know he's <laughs> not playing in this test, but you can't, I mean, you know, we've talked so much about him. I can't just let him go. Ball of the day. There was a couple of deliveries from Kumar Roach to Joe Root, which um, were almost unplayable early on in his innings. And it was quite interesting watching Joe Root bat, I thought, today, because this is a guy that hasn't played professional cricket um, since January, February. Uh, He, unlike... Nearly every other batsman. Yeah, he's the only batsman that didn't play in that first test match. And you could tell from that first innings, uh, from that first, I'd say, 20 deliveries. He he was obviously, you know, having to get up to speed in a test match against really good bowling as well. And then he kind of got up and running and um, actually looked pretty comf- confident and then got out in a, in a Joe Root kind of way, I, I suppose. But yeah, a couple of deliveries that beat the outside edge of the bat early on in Joe Root's innings from Kamar Roach, who, after all the build-up, is this guy ever going to take a wicket? He's bowled some of the best balls I've seen in the first test and a half, and yet he hasn't got a wicket. There was one just before close again that I was just like, this is ridiculous. And the LBW, uh, you know, I know it was given not out and it was hitting the top of the bales, but... I reckon three out of 10 times that's probably given out and it just breaks his duck. But um, my ball of the day is Elzari Joseph. Uh, we're both huge fans of him. Uh, when I was at St. Lucia, I was going to try and draft him into St. Lucia because he wasn't a CPL player. And I just thought he was he's such a natural, uh, especially early on with a swinging ball. But why it was ball of the day, it looks dreadful, the ball he gets Joe Root out because it's, it's quite full and it's wide. 
but there's two things. Elzari Joseph, batsmen drive him a lot, and he's just not there. Jason Gillespie had this ability too. I don't know if they get extra bounce or it's something to do with their release, but people think that the half volley is there. But the other thing is, for a young bowler to use the crease as well as he does, the reason Joe Root plays that shot is because he bowls that from wide on, on the crease, and Joe Root sees it in a different way. He bowled the other ones from, from closer to the stumps. There's a lot of genius there. So even if you look at it on, in isolation, it looks like a very poor ball. But if you factor in everything about Alzari Joseph, you realize why he's such a good bowler in that one innocuous-looking wicket. Mm, yeah, there was also delivery to Stokes, which beat him on the drive again, but past the inside edge. And he wasn't bowling at – he must have only been bowling about 80 miles an hour as well. Part, maybe that was part of the reason he beat him on the inside edge. But again, he just – looks the part is is so smooth in his run up he's obviously got brains and he's got a bit of experience now he's, this is his second tour of england and you you just you're just waiting for something to click with him as we saw on occasion in that first test match so yeah I, i'd go with that anodyne press conference moment of the day what more do we want after uh, a day's play which has yielded the best part of 80 overs and only 200 runs but the uh, dulcet tones of Ashley Giles speaking to the press following play. Show, show me someone who says they've never made a mistake and I'll show you a liar. It's, um, we, we've all made mistakes in our lives and, and Joffrey's a young man and he will learn from it and we will support him through it and he'll, he'll move on. Director of Cricket, Ashley Giles there. What is going to happen tomorrow? So Jared, what's going to happen tomorrow? Not that you're going to be around to see it. Well, I hope not anyway. Uh, I should be at the birth of my baby. Um, I might be, even as we speak, my wife runs up here now. But um, I would assume that England will make about 360 to 370 because I think the ball's going to keep moving in the morning and they're going to have the new ball. I think they'll lose a couple of wickets. um, And they'll probably, I think they'll still bat on well, um, but I don't think they'll get all the way to 400. Mind you, on this wicket, with the ball swinging as it has, unless it really um, becomes a great pitch for batting in the middle, uh, I think 370 would be a really good score. I mean, eight, we had 80 overs of swing bowling today. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm going to tip England to post um, a score in and around 380 to 400. Cloud cover again tomorrow on day two at Old Trafford. I think a little bit of luck possibly will go back the way of West Indies, although we'll have to wait and see how Shannon Gabriel pulls up. Um, but that may well be enough, although better conditions are expected for days three, four and five. Jared, there's much more important things in life than cricket. So uh, big love, good luck, and uh, look forward to seeing the new edition at some point in the next 24 hours. Uh, Jared's uh, role will be played by Steve Harmson over the next couple of days, uh, which will be fun. Like I'll, for just like. ask, I'll just ask Steve a question and that will be it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so please do join us for news of, uh, of Jared's uh, uh, impending uh, arrival of a third child and also to look back at day two of the second test match between England and West Indies. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast uh, review or uh, just listen to us on Acast, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Thanks for listening.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 